Uh, if you've been here the last two weeks, you may have noticed the first thing that I'm not wearing uh, the white shirt that JB and Dave wore um, the last two weeks, and the reason is. <laughs> reason is I want to, you know, colour coordinate the red with this huge red pimple that's kind of protruding out of the top of my nose. So if you're wondering why, um, that's the reason. So four weeks ago, I came to this realization that my prayer life wasn't great, right? I wasn't happy with uh, where I was at, praying to God and talking to God. Um, I was kind of, I'd stumble through the day, I'd uh, kind of chuck up an arrow prayer here and there. If I felt the need, I should probably pray to God. And then I'd get to the end of the day, I'd be laying in bed and realize, oh, I haven't really talked to God much. God, uh, sorry, I haven't talked to you much today. Uh, thank you for this day. Let's pray that you bless my family and give me a good night's sleep. Amen. And I'd kind of go through this pattern in my life. I wasn't responding to God. And I don't know where you're at right now in your prayer life. Like, maybe you're uh, exactly where God wants you to be. Uh, Maybe you've never prayed before. Or maybe you're frustrated with how you're praying. And maybe, like me, you thought, surely this is not the way God intended prayer to be. Surely I'm missing the point here. Which brings me to the title of my sermon and the reason I'm sharing with with you this morning is to respond yes to God's invitation to pray to Him. To say yes to God's invitation to pray to Him. So I'm going to start things off with a bit of an illustration. Everyone knows Roger Federer, right? Greatest tennis player in the world. (laughs) Imagine if Roger Federer, right now, texted me on my phone a personal message and said, hey Samuel, uh, I'm in Rutherland tomorrow. I was just wondering if you want to catch up for lunch and have a chat. Roger Federer, message me <laughs> saying that. What do you think I'd do? Well, obviously, get my phone. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's Roger Federer. I'm going to meet Roger Federer. Like, I'd be so excited and I'd reply straight away. And I'd be like, hey Rog, what's up mate? Can't wait to see you. I'd love to. I'll be there. I'll see you soon. You know, I wouldn't be able to sleep that night. I'd be so excited. And, you know, I'd get to lunch like two hours early and I'd be like, you're going to meet Roger? And he'd walk through the door and he'd sit down in front of me. And before he can say anything, I reckon I'll spend 10 minutes telling him how good he is. Oh my goodness, Roger Federer, you're amazing. Look, how do you, how do, you do that on the court? How are you so good? Like, you're the best thing that's ever happened to the tennis world. Roger Federer, I wish I was you. Right? Scenario one, I want to paint another picture for you, right? Imagine if Roger Federer texted me right now and said, Hey Samuel, I want to catch up for a chat tomorrow over lunch. Imagine if I looked at my phone. I was like, mm, who cares? It's only Roger Federer. <laughs> Chuck my phone away, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you, mate. So he rocks up for lunch tomorrow and I don't make a show and I just sit in my room. It's only Roger Federer. He comes to my house and starts knocking on my door. It's like, Samuel! I want to have a chat to you. I want to talk. What's going on in your life? Like, hey, I want to talk to you. It's only Roger Federer. What? Keeps knocking on that door. He's like, Samuel, let me in. I want to talk. Out of pure frustration, I kind of get up and like, oh, this Roger guy's really annoying. Man. <laughs> I kind of walk over to the door and I open it up. And before he says anything, Roger Federer's come to my house and I tell him, 10 minutes, all my problems. Hey, Roger, look what's going on in my life, man. You know, I've got no money, I want a new house, and a car, and a job. Mate, you've got lots of cars, can I have one of those? You've got heaps of money. Can't you help me out here, Roger? Don't you care about me? 
What if Fred was just sent me a personal message to my phone saying, hey, do you want to meet up and have a chat? And I ignore him, I just shove him in the face and I'm like, I want to talk to you. Four weeks ago, I realised God is sending me a personal message saying, hey Samuel, I want to chat up. I want to have a catch up. I want to have a chat. I want to talk to you. And I was ignoring him. Which brings me to my first point this morning. How are we responding to God's personal message to us saying, I want to chat up. I want to chat. I want to catch up and I have a chat, you know. God is sending you all personal messages saying, I want to talk to you. I want to build a relationship with you. And I realised the response I was was that second scenario. I didn't care. I didn't respond. I ignored God. God came to my house, knocked to my door. Samuel, I want to talk to you. And I'm frustrated. I'm like, oh, fine. I'll talk to you. I spent 10 minutes telling God all my problems. Jesus, look what's going on in my life. Like, I've got no money. I've got, I want a new car and a house and a job. Don't you care about me, Jesus? Don't you want the best for me? Don't you love me? That's the way I was responding. What? That doesn't make sense, does it? Doesn't that seem like I'm missing the point of prayer? What? I'm ignoring God. So recently I've been overwhelmed with this kind of reverence of it's God. It's God that wants to talk to me. If it's so hard to believe, you all laughed when I said, Roger Federer messaged me, because you're like, what's well, not going to happen, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Roger Federer messaged me, and everyone's like, imagine the God of the universe messaged me. Imagine that. You don't have to imagine, because it's true, and it's happening now. It's happening to all of us. And I had the audacity to ignore God. It's God. And so as we uh, heard in the Bible reading, I'm just going to read that out again. I'm just, I want to try and get this point across that it's God. And like, how, how can we respond to a God that's so... What? We should be in reverence of... It's God. So I'm going to try and yeah, get this point across that it's God, right? By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. I'm going to read out a few more just to kind of get this point. 1 Chronicles 29.11 Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Indeed, everything that is in the heavens and the earth, yours is the dominion, O Lord. Isaiah 40, have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. This God, his understanding is unsearchable. Psalm 147, his understanding is beyond measure. What? If you compare this God to Roger Federer, who's Roger Federer? What, some guy that's good at a sport? And I was sitting in front of him and I was in awe of the presence of Roger Federer. Imagine if I could even try and grasp the smallest part of who God really is. A God who puts, gathers the seas into jars and puts the deep into storehouses. We can't even, under, we can't even measure his understanding. 
And he's saying to us, I want to talk to you. And I was responding like that. God, I don't want to talk to you. God, I don't really care that much. And so, as I said, yeah, for the last few weeks, I just want to kind of share like the way, what I think God's been teaching me and, and what I've learned through this process. And, you know, if I begin to kind of understand like who God is, how can I not get on my knees in surrender and worship and be like, God, you're amazing. How can I not respond in prayer and worship if I really understand or even try to understand an unfathomable God? Can't even fathom him. That's how amazing he is. How can I not respond? Which brings me to my second point this morning. I don't know if you're thinking, maybe you want to respond? Or... How do I respond? That's what I was thinking. How do I respond? How do I even go about talking to a God like this? That's why I just started. I just want to... I'm not, because I'm not telling you kind of what you should and shouldn't do. I'm not telling you you should pray like this, you shouldn't do this. You know, you should pray more kind of... It's not... Prayer is not a thing we should be doing. If we truly believe that this God that I've just described out of the Bible... Is the same God who wants to talk to us right now and loves us, like it says in His Word, and we love Him and we want this relationship to happen. It's not like, oh, I should pray more. It happens. It just happens. I want to kind of paint another picture. If I say I was married, right, right now, I was married and I loved my wife so much and my wife loved me, you know, I wouldn't be thinking in my room, sitting alone, being like, ooh, I haven't talked to her in a few I probably should say something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I should probably get annoyed if I keep ignoring it. You know, if I love her, if I want this relationship to work, it's just going to happen. I'm just going to talk to her out of love. And that's what prayer is. It's an overflow of our love for God. Yeah, come on. An overflow of our love for the God of the universe who wants to talk to us. And you know, if you think about it, I've been... I don't know, this journey over the last three weeks, four weeks, I've been thinking, like, God, you want to talk to me? God, I'm broken and I'm a sinner and I make mistakes and I do this, this and this and I ignore you and I never think about you and you still want to talk to me? Why, God? I was sitting down with Roger Federer and I've just been, you know, worshipping him pretty much for ten minutes. Roger, why did you want to talk to me? Why did you message me? Jesus, why do you want to talk to me? Because I love you. The God of the universe wants a personal relationship with me. You know, I think I was kind of going through this same, I don't know, thought process as, as David, uh, who says in the Psalms, Psalm 8, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? God, who am I that you should love me and want a relationship with me? Roger Federer, who am I that you want to talk to me? God, you want to talk to me? God, you love me? How can I not get on my knees in adoration? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Yeah. 
in adoration of Him, and just start responding in prayer. And that's what I want to get across this morning. Just do it. Just say yes. Just respond in prayer and it'll happen. If you're not sure how, just start. I was talking to a friend recently and I, we were having a bit of a deep chat and I was like, how's your prayer life, mate? He said, it's not great. He's honest with me. And I was like, yeah, right, well, let's practice. You know, let's pray right now. So we started praying and he started praying and got about 30 seconds in and he got a bit embarrassed and went red and, and stopped. And I was like, what's the matter? He's like, I just don't know what to say. I was like, that's fair enough. Well, don't tell me. Tell God that. God, I don't know what to say. God, I'm so in awe of your presence and your majesty and your glory. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what I can say. So what does the Bible say about this? Romans 8.26 says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. God, I don't know what to say to you. Help me. The Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit will help you. He'll help you pray and talk to God. Communicate with God. And if you allow space, God will talk back. It's good. Prayer is good. The last few weeks, you know, I've been trying to respond. I've been trying to say yes, and it's not always easy, but, you know, this was around the time when we weren't happy with how youth group looked, and um, so we were catching up as leaders in our first meeting before uh, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to figure out, God, what do you want us to do with the youth group? And, And before we did anything, we spent an hour and a half in prayer. We prayed with one another. We prayed by ourselves. We talked to God. And I can say probably on behalf of all the leaders, that was the most fruitful leaders meeting we've had this year. The only thing we changed was prayer. Just say yes. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do is just say yes. Just respond, God, I'm willing to talk to you. I want to talk to you. I want to build this relationship. I've brought to fed her a message to me right now. I think I would make excuses and be like, sorry, Roger, mate, I don't really want to catch up with you, actually. I've got this. No, I would fake a sickie and I would be there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm not saying quit your job to go and pray. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I just kind of, once I realised this, I was like, what was I doing? How could I just, how could I even, how could I even begin to ignore I was sitting down right now with Roger Federer. I've had a chat, I've told him how good he is. You know, I've got the best tennis player in the world sitting in front of me. I'll probably use that. I'll be like, hey, Rog, have a look at this, mate. What do you reckon? Pretty good. And he'd be like, that's actually pretty trash. Do this, this, and this. Hey, Roger, how do I become like you? How do I get that real nice backhand of yours? Well, you know, you've got to follow through. He'd give me tips and instructions of how to become better. And shouldn't we do that with Jesus? Yeah. We spend 10 minutes telling Jesus how amazing he is. And we've got the best representation of what a life is to live. The perfect life. The perfect sin-free life. Jesus, how do I become more like you? Help me to become more like you. Look at my life and tell me, what can I do to be you? Yes. Help me, Jesus. 
how are we responding? No, I was not responding well, I was responding with ignorance. But I should be responding like that person. No, Jesus, I love you, you're amazing. And I'm sorry for the times I have ignored you. I didn't want to talk to you and build that relationship, but Jesus, I'm willing to right now. So as I finish up, I want to make space right now to respond, to say yes. I'm going to ask Rhoda to jump on the floor if that's alright. And I'm going to pray. And after I finish, I just encourage you right now to spend the next couple of minutes in prayer. You can be with the people around you, you can be by yourself. Just to say yes to God. Just say, God, I want to talk to you. I want to say yes to you. Sometimes I don't know how that looks, God. Sometimes I don't know what to say to you. God, please help me. Sorry, God, for the times I ignored you and not responded yes to your invitation to pray. And God, thank you that no matter my mistakes and my sin and my stumbling, God, and my weakness and my imperfections, thank you so much that you still love me. And you still want a relationship with me. And you still want to talk to me. And you want me to talk to you. Help me to love you. Help me to respond yes. So let's respond yes right now.